0: From Within with
1: your host, Tony Valen. Hello and welcome to Healing From Within with Tony Valen. I'm your host, Tony Valen. This show can be found on our website, TonyValenRadio.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Just do a search for Tony Valen Radio. Follow us, like us, and subscribe. I created this show to present people that can help provide healing physically, mentally, and emotionally. We hope to provide help in getting through this human experience that we call life. The people that have been guests on this show are here to tell a story, their story. When you listen to their story, you find a real person with real experiences that have made them who they are, and with a mission to help the world and reach out to the masses. On today's show, we have Patricia McGivren. She's here to tell us about her book, Soul Explorer, Healing Through Past Life Regressions. Patricia, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Tony. I'm delighted to be here.
1: Well thank you. Uh, I invited you because I, I, I've known about your book for quite a while and I've always found past life regression very interesting. So the first question I'm going to ask is really a question I ask all my guests. Uh, What are your gifts and how did your journey begin?
0: Oh, that's a big one. Um, My journey began with the loss of a baby through miscarriage. Okay. Uh, About four and a half years later, uh, waking up from a nap in that in-between state, which today I realize is, that we use in hypnosis to talk to the other side. But I heard, I'm right here. I'm right here. And it was a small child's voice. And I thought it was my daughter's, who I had a baby after the miscarriage. And um, she wasn't there, long story short. And I heard something in my head. I called them uncensored thoughts. I would find Megan upstairs asleep, and I did. And I was trying to make sense of it. And uh, the message I got was it was the baby lost. And about five days later, I went to get a massage from someone and uh, she said, he's here. And I said, who's here? I'm like covering up. And she said, uh, he's saying, that's my mommy on the table. And so that began conversations with my child that I learned was a baby boy named Dylan. And uh, he told me that one of my life's missions was to write a book titled Angel Babies, uh, to help heal the mommies who've lost their babies. And I, my first thought was, Oh, that's Yeah, too, too big, too much. Uh, wrong mommy. I'm not a writer. Uh, it took me about four and a half years. I, I wouldn't have called myself metaphysical then, although I had been communicating with my deceased parents, but I hadn't stepped into all of that. And that took me on a journey reading probably uh, for you as well and your listeners. And when you begin your journey, you just, you can't read enough. You want So I started reading about near death experiences and angels and, um, uh, the first book I read on reincarnation was Dr. Brian Weiss's uh, Many Lives, Many Masters. And when I read it, it it all made sense to me. Uh, and so bottom line is I learned that the baby was my dad returning to me. And he chose because we choose when we come and when we go uh, on the other side before mm-hmm. we come He chose not to come because in the not coming, it would propel me on my spiritual path. And boy, has it. (laughs) So that led me to wanting to uh, be a hypnotist. I ended up training with Dr. Brian Weiss, and I've been doing that since 1998. So, uh, And then I ended up writing, of course, Soul Explorer, (laughs) Healing Through Past Life Regression.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is that is amazing. And it's funny how, you know, um, I of course, I, I've discovered this because my journey started with uh, the loss of my mother, who was just my mother and my best friend. And I always proudly say that I was a mama's boy. Um, but when I lost my mother, um, it was so devastating to me. But I've always been in this world of communicating with the other side and knowing things, you know, that other people just uh, couldn't figure out how I knew so you know uh, that was something that when my mother passed it it I I wanted to explore the this world as well and this is when I started the show started uh, talking about auras and the colors that I see around people and same thing you know I used to interview psychics mediums and from there on I have just grown so much and, and and even though I, I still do my light workers and, and psychics, mediums and whatever, but I also like to explore other things. And so I wanted to ask you, do you think that um, past lives have a design for us? In other words, we start with a certain life and from that life we learn something and then we keep going, going and going. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, we decide with our, our guides on the other side before we come, I mean, it's all about learning and the earth school is a very difficult one, but we come because there's something we want to learn and grow from. And, uh, probably a, a good example of that. If I can jump in is, um, it's my client, Jenny, who, uh, died in the Holocaust, she was taken. And um, it was at. we learned later it was at the end of the war, she wasn't tattooed or her name wasn't even written down and her past life regression, she knew her full name. But as she was dying in the gas chambers with the grandmothers and the babies in that split second, her last thought was, if only I hadn't loved or been loved, this would be easier. On the other side, when she was planning for this lifetime, um, she was blown away to realize that her mother in this life volunteered to uh, be actually a horrible mother to her so she would know what it would feel like to be unloved and unwanted because how do you learn a lesson unless you experience it? Right. And, and She told me later that the love she felt in the planning stage for this life was so incredible. She couldn't believe it. She just kept saying she volunteered because she told me later that she had never felt love from her mother in this lifetime. And her mother, in fact, uh, physically abused her enough that she had no hearing in her left ear. So, uh, in this lifetime, She had the opportunity, shall we say, to feel unloved and unwanted. And that led her eventually, um, and I'm saying this with her permission, to my husband, who's a mental health counselor. And when she had a fear of heights, it led her to me. And uh, that ended up, she's a person who spontaneously regressed into another lifetime. And afterwards she said, whatever that was, I want to do that again, and we ended up working together for several years as she explored different lifetimes um, that I talk about, as you know a lot in Soul Explorer. But fascinating. So we're, you know, we're given opportunities to learn. Um, We've we've all had uh, girlfriends or friends who are like, "Why does she keep picking the same type of guy?" Well, if you look at it as She's being given an opportunity to do things different until until we learn what it is we need to learn. You're going to be given opportunities. I don't look at karma as a a bad thing. I look at it as a a balance of experience, if you will.
1: Right. Um, And uh, from your book, when uh, well, you know, when you look at your book, what are you hoping that people will take away from reading your book?
0: That life is eternal. That's the biggest one. That you don't need to be afraid of death. That we continue on in spirit, and um, and that we come back.
1: Well, wow. yeah. When someone comes to, you know, like uh, the, the things I've been curious and I wanted to ask you is someone comes in uh, for a, you know, life regression with you. Can you walk us through the steps of what happens? Uh, because I'd love for people. Well, first of all, I want to know what the <laughs> steps are because it, it's kind of scary, you know, to let go. I, to me, it feels like you don't have any control and you allow something else to take over. And
0: Yeah, I'm glad you asked because it's, a, it's good to dispel some myths and misconceptions, and, and that is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So I can't make you be hypnotized, um, and I can't make you do anything if you are hypnotized that you don't want to do. If that were true, every person that came to me to stop smoking would have stopped smoking. You have to accept the suggestion, but um, hypnosis, consent state. And we go in and out of it throughout the day without realizing it. It's that feeling when you're first waking up in the morning or from a nap in that in-between state of uh, when we're falling asleep in that in-between state, when, we've, when we're driving somewhere and we get there and we're like, whoa, who is driving the car? That's actually a light state of hypnosis as well. So it's when you kind of block out the noises and sounds around you and, and uh, imagination is the gateway to the soul. So in the beginning, uh, first of all, I dispelled the myths and misconceptions, like nothing's going to happen to you that you don't want to happen. Your soul knows exactly where to go when you come to me. Sometimes people come to me like Jenny um, for a fear of heights and we did end up uh, dealing with that, but, but there can be other reasons too. Or somebody came to me in, in my early years of doing this to uh, quit smoking. And next thing I know, I'm talking to her guide. Uh, and it's we are led to do it when we're ready to do it. And, and just trust that there's a part of you that's always watching what's going on. So I like to ask, you know, what, what's the date? And boy, all of a sudden, people will come up with 1732. And it surprises them, like, where did that come from? But um, it's, uh, you know, you can self correct sometimes, not all of the information is correct, but it's we're looking at the totality of the experience uh if there's anything uh, i need to be able to see your face you know to see if you are emoting it can be a very powerful journey i just got done with the session in fact it was extremely powerful for for this young man and um you can if i sense that you're in a difficult scene i can usually tell by body language or i remind you you can float above the scene and look down without emotion It's not about re-traumatizing you. It's just about finding out what happened in another lifetime. And we have good lifetimes too, I'm happy to say. But if there's something. And then I like to take the client once we're in that state, you know, all the way through. What was the next important event in your life? What was the next important event? And kind of see how that life unfolds and then looking back do you have regrets is there something you wish you would have done differently perhaps even what are your last thoughts and then go through the death scene and go to the other side and talk to your wise and loving being when we go back and we remember what happened um, that energy seems to just dissipate sometimes there uh, needs to be additional healing Uh, On the other side, uh, as i just experienced with my client, I felt like he needed more healing. And I may have a deceased person from that lifetime come to them if they are carrying guilt or need to make apologies and and to hear that. And it's always positive because on the other side, we understand everything.
1: Right.
0: Or anything. Always, You're always in control, in other words. I'm not doing anything to you. I'm just guiding you into that state where we can access that deeper self that remembers everything.
1: Are there people, uh, like I'll take me for example, unfortunately, I I am a control freak. So is it hard for people like me to to get into that state of mind? or, Or is there some type of method that you use that can even work on people like me?
0: Well, I I think you have to be uh, willing to allow me to guide you. And we can stop right there just so you know what it feels like, like this is it. We don't have to go any further. But if you are too anticipatory or, you know, that can block the process. It's just about letting go. It's kind of like a guided meditation at the beginning. And mm. just follow my suggestions. The state of hypnosis feels fantastic. You just want to stay there. It's like Zen. And then I begin asking questions about, you know, when we are in a scene, I'll have you look down at your feet. And, you know, it's surprising if you're visual, um, you know, it could be on barefoot standing on sand or I have big boots on or. And it's like, whoa. And uh, so it's interesting. It's fascinating. I've been doing this 24 years, and I'm still fascinated with everything. And the healing is amazing. And just even the understanding of who you were, it explains little things like, you know, I was always drawn to this country or, you know, how when we meet someone and you're like, I feel like I know you do I know you? Where did you go to school and you can't figure it out? That's, that's a soul connection that's we we remember that energy and we probably have shared a lifetime together because we come as soul groups and not everybody is in every lifetime but you know there is a soul group and then layers out so to speak
1: hmm. when someone is is going through a session and, and let's say uh, and i'm guessing that you put them through the death process and everything how is how do they describe that how is it how does it how do they talk about making that transition
0: well most of the time um even if they were murdered to be honest um they just go right through it until they're floating above and you know you don't feel any pain on the other side so um some people may be more aware of how they died than others. Um, Billy, for instance, um, had a a situation where she was stabbed in the the lower left tummy area and she bled out. Um, In this lifetime, after I emerged her from hypnosis, I said, do you have any physical issues in that area? And she looked at me like, what? And I said, you know, in that area where you were stabbed, do do you have any issues? She said, oh my God, yes, you know, for years, like IBS symptoms. And I just said, well, let's see what happens with that. I saw her about four weeks later, and I said, how's that part of your body doing? She looked at me like, what? And I said, you know, where you were stabbed. (laughs) And she said, oh my gosh, I have been completely okay this whole time, except for one day on Thanksgiving, I think she said. Um, I just talked to her about three or four months ago, and still that has never returned. And that's been seven years ago. Um, That's how it works. She was aware, but, um, but you don't, you know, like in her case, she felt things and even tasted things. She really got into it very much. Um, so it, it's interesting.
1: Yes, it is. Don't
0: die, in other words. <laughs> you don't die, you just become, and a lot of times you're not aware, but as I have people looking down, once they pass looking down at their body, I'll ask them to look to see if there is an injury, um, because it's usually related to something in this lifetime, and once the soul remembers that it was another time, it can, balance
1: that energy so to speak and healing happens right well and uh, so how many uh, whenever someone comes to see uh, to see you is it are people able to resolve issues or or get what they need with just one session or is it normally multiple sessions or or everyone has a different way of doing things
0: a lot of times all it takes is one session sometimes it is more, sometimes people want to go more, like Jenny. She's like, I want to do more, you know, what is this? You know, it's it's interesting, you know, to see who you were, so to speak, in another time and, uh, and how it, it can relate to this lifetime.
1: Hmm. Um, you, so do you think, uh, I think you were telling me, but I wasn't so sure, you have other gifts besides just hypnotherapy i mean you have your own intuition and you have you have some mediumship of your own that you use or
0: i i wouldn't consider myself a medium or that but i do think i have intuition and i just i from the very beginning i ask for help from the other side you know um when I first began 24 years ago, I had to read, you know, like questions I was supposed to ask because I was brand new. And I just wrote, I remember one time I wrote on the side of my notepad, help. And I just kind of looked up like, you got me in this now. Don't tell me. Right. Right then the client would, would answer in a way that I knew where to go next. So I trust that I am being done. Because sometimes I'll ask a question, and it's like that isn't what I was going to ask. So, you know, I do feel like I'm being guided in this work. It's right. Tony, but I do uh, love working with people and helping them discover their soul's journey.
1: Right, and that's you know, for lack of a better word, that's half the battle. When you love what you do, you just do it. and yeah and it happens, and you are guided. Um, so how does your family uh, take your work, or, or what do they think of what you do? Are, are they understanding it, or are they? how do they react?
0: My husband has always been supportive from the beginning. Um, we've known each other since college, so he's always been supportive. Um, he was actually part of Uh, at one point when my dad left a message, it was for both of us. So when you have your own experience, um, but he's always just been supportive and and open to all of this. And then I raised my children in that way. And so they are open to it. And even my husband, I lost my family very early on. So, uh, but my husband's family they're very open to it as well, and they've been very supportive. So uh, I haven't had to, uh, you know, have that experience of not being supported.
1: Uh, yeah, that's wonderful. Um, so in doing your work and, and you know helping other people heal, has that been in turn healing to you and helped you?
0: How can it not? You know. Um, it's, uh, I had to go through my own journey first. I felt, uh, I mean, I had no idea I was going to end up doing this. If somebody told me I was going to do this in my lifetime, I would have thought they were crazy. But my first 20 years were actually in the travel industry. So in the beginning, I didn't want, I, I was afraid I would be judged by my colleagues with what I did. And I probably was. But I had, some, I had some close friends who always supported me, so it didn't matter. Um, you know, I get a lot, I, in the old days, I got a lot of weird looks if I tell people what I do. Even today, you know, people kind of recoil like, you know, are you hypnotizing me now? And, <laughs> you know, um, if people want to know if uh, Elvis Presley has come through or, um, and no, I actually have had a few people had experience with, with um, regressions to people they might have been. Um, One is in the book, including uh, Mary Lincoln, um, Mary Todd Lincoln, but, uh, you know, it, it's normally just normal uh, people, you know, there's a lot of things. But in Jenny's case, she ended up discovering through research afterwards that she was a well-known harp supportist, you know, in another lifetime. And we discovered um, that she was the Duke of the Lars, you know, in another lifetime that had to do with her fear of heights, which went away, by the way. So just, I find it fascinating you can't make this stuff up. I had one client who was getting information so fast, I should have asked for the phone number, but I asked for the address. And she was a male living in San Francisco because she was sitting, he was sitting at a restaurant looking at the bridge. And um, he said, uh, she said as him that She worked for the uh, New York Times, and there's a part of you always present. So she's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How could I, if I'm in San Francisco, how could I be working for the New York Times? I said, well, what's your address? 15 Patrick Street. Her girlfriend researched it, found that she was a reporter as a male, found him. He did work for the New York Times in the satellite office of San Francisco, but he didn't live at 15 Patrick Street. He lived at 15 Mission Street, above a building called Patrick and Company.
1: Ah, okay.
0: I mean, it's so specific. It's unbelievable.
1: Wow. I'm. I'm yeah, it's it's amazing. And you know, you mentioned that uh, when uh, you tell people about what you do, you know, they they give you that look like are you hypnotizing me now it's sort of like uh, that's the reason why i don't like to tell people that i'm intuitive because when i you know start talking about that i can see that they're worrying that i'm i'm reading into them and and i just don't do that but um, so if people want to get uh, you know take advantage of of what you do how do they get a hold of you where can they get more information
0: probably the best thing to do is to email me at p for patricia McGivern, M-C-G-I-V-E-R-N, at AOL.com, old school.
1: Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us to talk about your book, Soul Explorer, uh, Healing Through Past Life Regressions. It's been very interesting, and uh, I will be having you come back again, and we're going to talk about your other book, Angel Babies, which I have a feeling that was written because of everything you went through, right?
0: Yes. Wow.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Tony.
1: Thank you. and